Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. With Fidelity Wealth Management, a dedicated advisor can work with you on a comprehensive plan to help you reach your wealth's full potential. Plus, you'll have access to specialists in estate planning strategies. So you're not just growing and protecting your wealth. You're sharing it. More at fidelity.com slash wealth. Investment minimums apply. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It's Friday, January 6th. And this morning, we'll get a jobs report. If it's something wacky, I promise that I will report into you tomorrow morning. The expectation is about 200,000 jobs. It's amazing, actually. I would say that the job market seems fairly resilient considering um, that the economy has really slowed down. But, you know, that would be about, uh, I think we average about 200, 225,000 jobs a month for the last three months. Compare that with last year or the year before, rather, 560,000 jobs a month. So unemployment rate's probably going to hold it around 3.7%. I think that's going to be higher in the months to come. You know, the economy's going to lose steam. We may not have out-and-out layoffs, like broad-based layoffs like the tech sector is experiencing, but, you know, things are going to just slow down. So uh, be prepared for that. And um, that's the beginning of the uh, big data dump for January, Okay. Good. All right. If you have a financial question, we encourage you to go to our website, jillonmoney.com. Click the contact us button and ask that question. If you want to come on the air live, click the box. Mark does everything else. But otherwise, we like to do some emails every week. So this is an email episode. Here we go from Maria, who says she enjoys the show and she listens to the podcast and she says, here's the deal. She is 46. Her oldest daughter is 10. Her younger daughter is six. 529 college savings plans for both kids were set up when they were born. She's got $330,000 in her 401k, keeps contributing the max in the next years, can't do after tax, but I think I should. Uh, She says, I don't know if I should do a 401k or a Roth. How much money does she make? Does she tell us, Mark? Uh, She doesn't say how much money she makes. I mean, listen, if you have a situation where you're looking at your tax liability and your top income tax bracket is say 24%, maybe that I'm guessing that might be for Maria, I'm not sure. But if you are single, the 24% bracket goes from about 90,000 to like 170 something. Where are my new Ed Slot tax tables, Mark? I need those. Anyway, if you're in like the 24% tax bracket, I'm probably going to say a Roth. That would be ideal. She's got group life insurance through company. Uh, no mortgage is left on her house. Holy smoly. Uh, rental property, she's going to sell it in the second half of this year. She's going to get about $160,000 net in the bank after the remaining mortgage is paid. She says, I want to invest that money in a tax-free bucket. Oh my God. So she thinks she should maybe, first of all, why? What, what, how, what is the 
this is like a compulsion with people. She says, I'm going to look at a, she came across a level premium whole life insurance policy. Terrible idea. It's terrible, terrible, terrible idea. And she says, I need an investment that's independent from the market fluctuations to ensure that when I retire at the age 60, I don't depend completely on what my 401k is worth. I'm reading that whole life offers lower returns than other investment options. But considering I don't want to have all eggs in the same basket, do you think this would be the best type of investment for my situation? Ready? No. This is a terrible investment. First of all, whole life insurance is extraordinarily expensive. Second of all, why do you mean that? What do you mean that like... When you're 60, 14 years from now, you have an idea about what you can and cannot absorb in terms of your market fluctuations. We can do something around that. We can we can do other things. Absolutely, positively, do not invest in a whole life policy. Bad idea, expensive, and for what you need, what you say you want, I don't think it's going to um, be the best way to get there. So give us a holler. I want to hear more. This is why I want you guys on the air. Jim writes that his grandfather passed away. His mother received a share of the sale of his home. She wants to make the money last and grow for the future. I tried to convince her that a portion of the funds could be placed into a brokerage account. She's uncomfortable with the volatility of the stock market. We sought advice from advisor at a credit union. I was concerned that all the options he recommended were products from life insurance companies. Yeah, no kidding. She received $46,000, dollars they used $30,000 to buy units of First Trust U.S. Treasury Securities portfolio. We're hoping to use the remainder to invest more aggressively without my mother feeling at risk. She's retired. She works part-time. She's got income of uh, about $1,800 in a pension. I don't know what that other thing is. Uh, and a job. So she has about 18, like $2,200 in income, guaranteed income and $900 in expenses every month. That's amazing. Uh, you know, this is what she says. She's, he's got $2,000 in a credit union. She's got $19,000 in a retirement account, in one retirement account, another 38000 You know what I would do with it, mother? I wouldn't invest it at all. I mean, what I would do is you've got like thirty grand in the treasuries, so maybe what you should do is buy some CDs and then like a tiny sliver in a uh, in an investment account in stocks. Tiny sliver, like maybe 10. She can live with 10. She's not going to be able to live with a lot more than that. That's my two cents on that. All right. Denise wants to know she should pay off her mortgage of 52000 before she sells her home because she's going to be buying a newly constructed house. What on earth would we do that for? Don't do that, Denise. If you have the money, if you have that $52,000 and you're going to be buying a newly constructed house, you want to keep that money. Uh, She says, I don't want to sell my house first and take the proceeds from the sale of my house. I'd prefer to stay in my home while my house is being built. Once the house is near completion, I'd put my house on the market. So given what you've, you've written to us, Denise, what I would say is do not pay off the mortgage. Use the money that that, that you would be using for the mortgage to help start the process of building your home. And I don't know if you're going to use a mortgage or not for the new home or you need a construction loan, but whatever you are thinking, do something short-term in nature because then as soon as you sell your house, you can pay off the mortgage. But be careful with that. I don't want people owning two homes. That's not a great place to be, especially in a market that's slowing down. Okay. Hi, Jill and Mark. This is from Sophie. Love, love, love the show. You guys are practical and I've learned so much from listening to you. Keep up the great work. Okay. For 
Sophie's question, she's been looking into lots of different calculators and confused about what should be included in expenses. What are the following should I include? Taxes, health insurance, loan payments, contributions, investment. So when we talk about the basic expenses, first, I want to look at like your household expenses. I would include insurance for sure about, you know, any kind of insurance, loan payments for sure. Yes. But when you're looking at calculators in terms of the future, I wouldn't include the contribution you make to investment accounts as that. Um, And for taxes, if you calculate your take-home pay and then you don't have to really worry about taxes. I mean, you have to worry about housing taxes, property taxes, but other than that, I don't think I would. If you're using the calculators to help you with your monthly expense number in the future, don't get too bogged down in the some of these other categories because you won't need to be doing investments in the future, right? Okay. JR loves the podcast. Here's the question. I recently found out my company offers a Roth 401k. Can you advise whether I should contribute to a Roth rather than a traditional? Yes, we like the Roth. If you're in the highest, highest tax bracket, maybe not, but otherwise, yeah, I mean, I would absolutely be very happy about that. Uh, let me just see if they give us their taxable. Okay, salary is 230 and 124. So three. They've, let me just, I'm trying to look and see what they've got. They're 46 years old and wife is 43, three kids, 12, nine, and five taxable accounts. They've got one point, they've got a million dollars in an IRA, 600,000 in 401ks. And then there's a Roth. Oh yeah, I would definitely do a Roth. They've got a million bucks in a brokerage account also and a half a million dollars in cash, plenty of money in the 529 plan. So here's what I would say. Number one question, yes, definitely use the Roth. You've got the cash flow to absorb it. That's good. Pay the taxes, move on. You've got so much money in retirement that the those required distributions are going to be heavy in the future. Very heavy. And the second question is, he's uh, 46. He wants to retire in 10 years. Their expenses are ten dollars or $11,000. I think probably since you got 3 million bucks, but- I don't know. I mean, you got $130,000 in 529 plans. It kind of depends whether like those kids are going to private school or not. Weirdly, with all the money saved, including your half a million dollars in cash, it depends how much you want to have flexibility versus like, I will never retire. I mean, I will never work again. I think yes-ish, but I'd really have to hear about like, are you, hate, do you hate your job? Is your, would your wife be willing to work while you are retired in 10 years? I think probably. This is from Susan. And the subject, made my goal by 12-31-22. Happy New Year to y'all. I started listening to your podcast in late 2019, and I was there for the switch to dailies from the twice-weekly posts. You've answered a couple of my questions. I've been on the air. I thank you so much. Since you're one of my absolute favorite and must-listen podcasts, I set a goal to go back and listen to all the older episodes. Obviously, some of the data has changed over the years, but it's still all great information. 
I also enjoyed many of the author segments and have even purchased books for graduation gifts and for other events after hearing the book on your podcast. I bought your first book and have pre-ordered your next. I've skipped some of the replayed episodes, but listened to others a second time and gained something new from it. I just wanted to send a thanks for a great podcast and for all you do for the Jill on Money and I on Money listeners. Here's to a great 2023. Mark is the best ever. Fantastic. I love it. This is a great way to come into a Friday and thank you, Susan, for that. And we are so grateful for all of you who listen to this podcast as well as the Eye on Money podcast. And we are really, that that just fills me up. It makes me feel wonderful. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And for all of those of you who would like to be like Susan, you can order the Great Money Reset on the website, jillonmoney.com. And uh, go back and listen to the back catalog because I think uh, we we do a lot of, um, we do forget that we interviewed a lot of cool people and we've done things differently. So I'm very grateful for that. So thank you. Okay, it's Friday. Don't forget that we do a little business on Fridays. Our music is composed by Joel Goodman. Mark Talercio is our executive producer. We're distributed by the fine folks at Cadence 13. Hi, Lizzie. Hi, Yannickin. And uh, we are very grateful for all of you for listening every day. We always like to remind you to do something nice for someone else today. And don't forget our mantra for 2023, change your work, change your wealth, change your life. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.